Since football was halted by the coronavirus, we've sadly lost a number of fellow supporters. David Quaid, Scott Edgar, Derek Cowan, Craig Halkett, Gordon Wilson, Archie Irvine, Donald McIver, Jim Frame, David Smith, Pat McCluskey, Willie Shanks and Chris Mitchell. The response to Chris Mitchell's passing has been particularly heartening given all that's going on in the world. Chris lost his life after a two-year battle with cancer. He was only 38 and he leaves behind a wife and three young children. A group of Chris's closest friends claim Ben Nevis in his memory and their fundraising total presently sits at over £13,000. His friends have also ordered Airdrie-themed clothing. Bobby Gallagher's limited edition print of the old Broomfield Gates is proving very popular and an Airdrie Ramblers brand, which Chris himself had started out, is being carried on by his friends Glenn Taylor and Sean Kennedy. The sales of their clothing will further add to the sums raised. I dread to think what Chris's family are going through, and I'd encourage you to add to the fundraising page if you can. I'll post a link wherever I post this podcast. Ultimately, Airdrieonians needs to be about community. We'll miss those fans who we have lost over the past months, but we take comfort from the fact that Airdrieonians brought them a lot of joy when they were with us, and we should aim to be a source of strength and comfort to their families now that they're no longer here. I think it's important not only to mark their lives, but to recognise the way that you, as Airdrie supporters, have helped to celebrate that. Welcome back to the OTL podcast. I'm delighted to be joined by not only podcasters, I hope they've updated their LinkedIn. Uh, I've got two commentators with me. I've got Airdrie's own John O'Brien and Brian Smith. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, Good evening Colin. Colin. So, the recent development, you've helped out with Airdrie live streaming games. Um, they want to... They, Club contacted the podcast saying, could you help out with commentary? And I immediately thought you two might be interested. Ashton, you were happy to put your hands up. Why? Because to, to me, I thought that's a massive commitment and uh, a skill which I don't think many people would would naturally have. So, John, I'll go to you first. Why were you keen to get involved? I was just keen to get involved because I felt, uh, you know, it was an opportunity to... Uh, give something to the club because programmes, I think, are very much on the back burner at the moment. And uh, Stuart has effectively taken on board. I'll not get to many away matches. So I just felt for the home games anyway, it would give me uh, an opportunity subject to passing the initial test, which uh, we did to an extent, uh, you know, uh, and recognise our flaws. We were able to, you know, I, I I just wanted to do it, really. That's it in a nutshell. Good. And Brian, had you done anything like that before? Or was this a first no, foray into commentary for you? This is, this is my first foray into commentary, as it probably shows. I think, for me, uh, I do a bit with a club through Fit Club. I have sort of been doing bits and pieces for the last couple of years, when the opportunity came along, a bit like John, I thought this was an opportunity to help out. Uh, also, if I'm honest, it, it was a wee opportunity to do something I'd never done before. So I thought, you know, I'd, I'd like to try this and I'd like to see, you know, just, just exactly what it's all about. And and there's also that big massive bonus that, that we are very fortunate to be in the stadium, which not many people are. So, you know, it's, it's a combination of all of them. 
and that's a, wanted to come on to that. So you're amongst a very limited number of people in the stadium on a match day. And what talk us through what's the what's the protocols? I imagine there's quite a lot around how you find yourself in the commentary booth. So what steps you need to go through to keep everything COVID safe? So first off, when you arrive outside the ground, there's a security man on the gate. Uh, he's got a, a a sheet of paper with everybody's name on it. And if your name's not on it, you don't get in. Uh, so he then signs you off and then allocates you either to the bottom end car park. Uh, so we're at the Craig Newk end. So he, he either allocates you the bottom end car park, which is for the away team and officials, or the top car park outside the front of the stadium, which is for the, the home team officials. So at that stage, we go up. John and I uh, usually meet at the, uh, the front door. Uh, we then go in. There is a security man on a table who takes your name again, which you usually you usually sign in. Uh, he's then got a temperature gauge, which he takes your temperature. And if he deems that your temperature is okay, you then get asked to take your position. I then uh, we get team sheets handed to us, uh, which tells us what the both teams are. And we then walk towards the uh, the commentary position, which is at the far end. So it's in the away stand where the cameras would normally be. And if the team are out in training, we go or out and, and warming up, we, we go round the outside. Or if the teams aren't out yet, we are allowed to cross the pitch. And then we go up into a little booth. Well, it's not that little, to be fair, but it's very open and very cold. And uh, we are joined there with Stuart Matthew, who obviously does the Twitter feeds, etc., and many good things for the club. And we've got a set of, uh, we've got well, the mics and the, and the earphones. Actually, I can, I can hear John. He can hear me. Uh, we can hear the background noise from the stadium. And basically from there, we're there until the game finishes. Uh, when the game finishes, either John or I usually uh, then join Stuart for Diamonds TV and we interview the manager. Then we sign out and we go home. That's it in a nutshell. Makes, it makes it sound really easy. So. so technically, John, when you're watching the game, are you watching just the game live like you would usually or are you watching the, the same pictures that we're seeing at home? No, no, we're watching the game live uh, we have no uh, video screen in front of us indicating who, who's there. Some things I can give advance notice to, like Alwa had a triple substitution and I could let Brian know early the, the numbers of the players, things like that. Where, as well as that, you know, you can, uh, because you're watching the game, you, you can uh, appreciate some of the players the danger, really, about watching the game is that you've got to remove yourself from the emotional side of things, and that will be a gradual process rather than an immediate process because last night was the first uh, game that mattered, and, uh, you know, that's the way it was. Uh, I, I just felt very strongly about the penalty award, thought it was soft uh, from my perspective, and I said so. So, I mean, I just think that uh, uh, the, the pictures, are the, we don't see the pictures you see. So I do think, uh, based on feedback, that uh, pictures are, are ever improving because thanks in the main to a lot of hard work from 
all the stewards who are collecting balls that go into the stands, keeping them and sanitising them before they allow them back on so that the the players are getting fresh uh, footballs all the time uh, down the touchlines. So they do a great deal of work, you know, uh, much more active than they probably might have been during during a match. But we see the game itself and sometimes there's pictures you don't want to see close up and uh, that was... The, the case last night when uh, Ali uh, Roy had his injury. Yeah. yeah, it was a difficult one to to comment on because uh, you know you're aware that more than likely his family are, are are watching, and obviously they're not at the game. There's no camera on him, so I, you know for me, uh, I tried to describe it in as best way as possible without sort of being alarmist. Uh, although it was quite clear he was in quite a lot of pain. But, you know, our job there is, is to comment on, on the game. So once the game got going, I did make a few mentions to, you know, Ali's injury a few times, but, you know, not to the degree where, where I was saying, well, this doesn't look too clever because at one point, you know, he, he was in a, in a lot of pain and, and was, was extremely vocal. So, yeah, it's a good balance, you know, because we're, we're not experienced in this. You know, I'm, I'm four games down the line, uh, learning all the time. And I think that uh, you know we, we we just see it as we 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 do it as we see it, and and you know can't help you know sometimes if if the odd error crops in. You asked what what's it like watching the matches? It's it's kind of very surreal because you know we've never gone through this in the past, you know, and uh, I'll get a chance to look at. I, I presume that uh, Stenhouse Muir. I've got streaming available, so on Saturday I'll probably be streaming that game. So, you know, you, you, it's surreal. It's just you wish it was in a different environment because, quite simply, I think a lot of people miss not getting a chance to support their team. It's uh, a lifeblood set of circumstances. Yeah, the, the one thing we haven't mentioned, Colin, is, is, and I've mentioned it a few times in the commentary, is that obviously we're in the, the away stand opposite the, the, main, the main stand, and so are the opposition. They're actually underneath the stand. That's their dress, dressing room. So the opposition uh, managers and, and coaching staff and, and players don't mix at all at the start. The, the players come in and the, the, the opposition player come away in the, the far end gate. They don't even come in the main door. Uh, they go and get you know they get themselves sorted out and 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 get on the pitch and then you know everything is held in the away stand. The difference last night was that the away coaching staff are allowed to use the away dugout where up till now they've actually been standing right underneath us. So we got a good view and it was quite easy to to name away substitutes because we knew they were coming on and we we, we could see them. So you know John's right. It's a surreal experience. It's very difficult uh, because, and you even notice that probably those who watched the Scotland match tonight, it's very difficult when there is no emotion coming from a crowd to to put that intensity and emotion into your commentary, and and the fact that you know we we are learning as we're going on to to try as much as possible. And John's right, you know, it was the first competitive game last night, therefore it's it's very difficult. Uh, you know, I, I, I had a bit of an edge last night uh, that I didn't have in, in the rest of the games 
because you know you're you're willing to win, but we're only two people. Where really there should be what six, seven, eight hundred people. You know, so it, you know you're not getting the same reactions to situations where where you would react. So you're trying to put that reaction in yourself to try and convey what's actually happening in the ground. But it is a very very strange scenario. Were you nervous going into it? We saw the, the Kelty Hearts commentator was getting a bit of grief online, as people online like to do. There was pictures going up of Stadler and Waldorf. Were you, were you feeling the pressure before your first games? I was quite edgy at the start. And, and then, obviously, John's microphone and, and earphones failed just as we were about to kick off. So, you know, we, we, we had plans and the plans went out the window. Uh, and, and the nerves... Uh, the nerves kicked in fairly, fairly quickly. So the first five minutes, you know, it was a bit like getting your first touch. And then, and then after that, you know, I, I, I thought, right, well, this is what it is. And, and just, you know, just talk as you see it. So, you know, I, it's, I think that the key thing, uh, and, and I've done it in the four games and, and we sit and we look at the team sheets. So we get the team sheets, Fairly early on, we probably get to the ground about 45 minutes before kickoff. And the one thing that I, I like doing, there, there's two things that we do is uh, I write a, a preamble. So the, 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 the starting point for the, the coverage is always pre-written and, and, and rehearsed. Uh, and John and I rehearse it also before the game start. And then the other thing is to look at the team sheet. Now, the every players we're getting used to, so that's not just quite, you know, that's fairly straightforward. Uh, the away players are, are are more difficult because you know you, you're getting some you're getting the team sheets and like last night for example Alois team sheet didn't go well one two three four seven seventeen twenty two it it was actually all over the place and and trying to get that into my head before the coverage starts it was was I found you know pretty pretty tough and also the numbers weren't weren't that clear you know so so there's a few mistakes getting made but what what the key thing for us is that. Is that the, the, the club want us to be, you know, every fans, but at the same time give coverage that that is actually looked upon as as being, you know, sixty percent Airdrie, six seventy percent Airdrie. However, at the same time, the balance bearing in mind that away fans are also watching it to give them good quality for their money and actually have a wee bit of knowledge about the players. So we, we you know we had a discussion before this started about all night I named an Alwa player incorrectly. It was a genuine error. I not only noticed it when he went off, I said, very sorry, Mr. Grant. And these things are going to happen because we are, you know, we will and are getting better as we're going along. Yeah, I think the, the, the preparation is, uh, you know, continuous because uh, we had to think quick for uh, when Brian was left with the one speaker. So I started writing down some of the information that I had in players for Albion Rovers or some statistical detail or whatever. Was that the Albion Rovers game? I've forgotten. Yeah, right? it was a Queen of the South game, John. That, that it went? Yeah, it was a Queen of the South game, yeah. And you just kept things passing me the bits of paper. Yeah. And our last win against Queen of the South was, and, you know, things like that. Just as a filler, because there is, especially in friendlies, that kind of detail. But since then, you know, since the microphone started to work, I'm trying to introduce something to to fill those gaps, you know, like I did the 2001 comparison between the two because if the programme had been available and we had been playing Aloha, 
that's the kind of thing I would have covered. So uh, I, I wrote it and it's extracted the details because I've got that kind of information available to me and all the statistics. Uh, so the preparation, the past players, uh, the current players, the links, etc., uh, how well they have done, so that there's some kind of idea. Yes, Brian's right. We try to get something from the the opposition uh, more than uh, you know that might be of interest, so that they might do that. You know, but you're always going to get uh, that uh, opposite reaction. I mean, what was it? I read disappointingly somewhere. Are they two two Airdrie geezers? rattling on about Airdrie buying players they couldn't afford before they went busting into administration and things like that. And I'm going, I'm only trying to tell you the story. I don't even think he was uh, an Alawa fan, but, he, you know, that's the people. Sadly, we're, we're in a world where there's more criticism given out than praise, uh, you know, but there you go. I think, I think the important thing is that from from the, the pre-season friendlies are, are, are like pre-season games for us as well. Uh, and we did attend the Albion Rovers game that, that was streamed but not comment. Uh, there was no commentary. Uh, and, and we had we had a chat about how, how we would probably you know do it and then and then we've sort of developed it as we've gone on. I think I think that we, we we've still got you know we've still got some growth to go because as as time's going on, I'm certainly uh, getting uh, a bit more comfortable. I think the key thing, as John has said, is that, you know, the preparation is really important. You know, about two or three days out, I look at, I start looking at the opposition website and then I write, uh, you know, the, the preamble for the, the opening and then I scrub it and I write it again and then I get a final draft and then I send it to John uh, just so that he's seen it and, and any comments. And then I think the important thing, last night, you know, Half time, the last thing I think we want is is for us not to 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 put on a full two hours. So you know, I I think if we and and when I say we, it's actually John, you know, is is doing uh, something like the two thousand and one, you know, Airdrie Alloa uh, history. That 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 doesn't that is is very rich because that's something that we should never forget. So you know, and and for the kids who. Are, are watching it and, and potentially think I could do that. It's actually not as easy as it looks, and and, and you're you're doing it. You know you're doing it live, which is also yeah. not not easy. And and I think it's important that we give everybody value for money any, because we have got a responsibility. Any commentating heroes? Uh, my dad thought Brian had a touch of Arthur Monford about you, one for the teenagers. Yeah, Alan McLean, who, who doesn't live that far from me, who is a veteran footballer from his uh, Hamilton Aki's days, also called me Arthur Monford. So there must be an Arthur Monford in there somewhere. Yeah, I, I, I always liked, you know, I, I've been desperate for everybody to go 1 0 up and go 1 0 because I always used to love David Coleman, you know, and, and so David Coleman and Barry Davis were always my heroes. Uh, but if I had to pick between Arthur and Archie, they've they've both got their they've both got their styles. But you know, yeah, I, I, well, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be pushed about what one I preferred, to be honest. So. How you David Coleman would have been my first choice, and the other one that I really loved was because he was a master of the stats. Was uh, John Motson, you know? So uh, he would continue. He had he had the uh, the ability to just fill those gaps. 
with uh, some stuff you would say, oh my God, I didn't know that. You know, yeah, that's quite interesting, John, that you've gone for John Monson and I went for Barry Davis because they were big rivals as well and, and totally different in, in, in their styles. And, and I think because, you know, we, we have different, you know, different styles, I think that's, that's how, you know, it, it, it started to work and, and will progress because I think you're deep in, in, in wonderful knowledge combined with you know I, I still think there's a little bit of humor and quirkiness in me that hasn't quite come out yet you know but as as time goes on I think I think there'll be a wee bit more of that coming out I think I've been up till now trying to be very precise but you know that's not those who know me know that that's not really the real me so you know or it is the real me because I'm very honest in what I do but I think there's a little bit more fun there that, that is still to come out you know but as I said we're, we're early into the we're early into the season I think we, well, I thought there'd be a good interaction early on because any time I had done the, the OTL podcast with Brian, I always felt there was an opportunity to speak. He wasn't the kind of guy to, uh, you know, hog the, the whatever the subject matter was. You were a brilliant MC. In fact, uh, I think someone's even touting you on Facebook or whatever, uh, Colin Telford. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, as a commentator, and you have a, a great ability to uh, comment and say the right thing. You probably get a, a really good voice too. But uh, there you go. I think we're never going to please everybody, John. I think that's 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 fair. But at the same time, it's it's really nice that we've had quite a a, a number of 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 uh, positive, you know, and 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 you said earlier in a. In, in a society these days who, who tend to look with a half the half empty. So that's been nice. And also we've had a few comments from, from the opposition. And you yeah. know, I, th- I think that, you know, for us, you know, I think that, you know, there's there's more to come. I think that it's it's a case of we we've come into this completely cold. We're 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 giving it our all. Uh, we do a lot of preparation. We 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 take it very seriously. And and you know we 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 want to make sure that that you know all the diamonds fans and the opposition who are also paying good money get get value for money. I think uh, the biggest surprise for me was uh, just how sharp the the speakers were picking up absolutely everything. Now I know somebody commented about my heavy breathing, and that was. Uh, because I had run back at half time <laughs> because it spent too long to, talking about 2001. And by the time I, had, I didn't have a baby, Derek, <laughs> as your name is, I didn't have a baby, uh, but I was certainly out of breath and I was trying to contribute. But, you know, when you put those um, sets on your uh, head, you, you can't hear very much and you're not very sure just uh, how loud you're breathing, but I'll I'll take that feedback <laughs> on board. So thanks very much. Yeah, what what nobody saw was at halftime after John had done his 2001 bit and asked him a few questions. He was he was desperately making hand signals at me to say I really have to go here, but I'll be back. So I ran had to, had to run down the stairs and then run back up them again. So that's that, that's the, allowed. So the yeah. other side of the stadium. Yeah, because yeah, they wouldn't let you in last night in the, the away, the away yeah, side. So. Yeah, so. There, there might be something in the bevy, though. Terry Wogan used to get <laughs> a, a bottle of Baileys when he was watching Eurovision. So, you know, if we get so many yeah. dull games in the, the, the middle of the season, 
Maybe yeah. in a post to take. There'll be no dull games. They'll all be massively <laughs> exciting. And if they're not, we'll try and make them exciting. We'll do our best. You've touched on the preparation. There's also a lot goes in. Uh, learning other teams' players might be probably one of the biggest challenges of it. So are you able to do that in advance? There's there's numbers in the back of the shirts and there's a list of names, but I mean, you might know a couple from watching every 10 years, but that seems like it'd be a, a real tough bit to do. I've got a real appreciation of that now, if, if I'm honest. More, you know, so when I watch games on, on TV, I've got a real appreciation of just how difficult that is. But, you know, I've, I've got a sheet of paper that, that has got the names of, you know, it's got Airdrie and whoever they're playing. I've got corners, free kicks, yellow cards, you know, and, and offsides. And, and I just take a little note, you know, just, you know, little ticks as, as things are happening. So you're trying to do that. And, and also at the same time, you know, I look at the website, uh, Aloha, to be fair, did, did have numbers uh, and, and players, so I had a look at that. And then when the team sheet came in, you know, as I said, about 45 minutes before, uh, have a good look at it after we've done a, a quick rehearsal of, of, of a start. And then you're really depending on your sharpness in, in, in terms of getting the ball. You know, when, when a player gets the ball, there's, there's certain players very quickly, I, I find the first 10 or 15 minutes I, I, I that's that's a difficult bit and then and then certain players what I've noticed is that fullbacks get the ball a lot so you you find that you 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 mention certain players a lot uh, but I think that for me anyway I, I take a pride in, in knowing who these guys are even if I don't know who they are uh, so when when I get it wrong as, as I did on one occasion with one player last night I, I, it does it does annoy me so you know, there's almost a professionalism I've kicked into this already. You know that that you know I I I am my own worst critic. So, you know, getting the players, uh, opposition players, into your head, particularly with squad numbers, is is really difficult uh, because you know I think that when when you're presented with a team sheet and it says you know last night for example one party, I think twenty five was Eden Lynch, then it was number eight, then it was number two. You know, if they're in a line with numbers, I, th I think for me that that's easier for me to pick up because what, what you've got to think is that you're looking at the game live, as John said, but I'm also glancing at the team sheet, uh, which is just down to my left to make sure that, that you know, I've, I've picked it up right. So, you know, it, 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 you know, we'll get better at it, but, you know, it's, it's just it's just a learning experience, you know, and we're, we're right into the deep end because we never got a chance to do, you know, a rehearsal. It was it was all live, so. But, you know, it, there's not been many, many errors, I think. Easier or harder than you thought it was going to be? Well, I'll go first, John. Yes, uh-huh. I, I think it's harder. I, I, I think, you know, when... I think there's, there's quite a lot of people who will think I could do that and they possibly could do it, but it's not as easy as it looks. And and that's because of the speed of play, because you don't appreciate how, how quick the play actually is. And you're also trying to uh, articulate what's happening on the pitch, along with getting the name of the player right, all at the same time. So, you know, I think it's, I definitely think it's harder. I think it's easier because of the fact that Brian's doing the most difficult thing in the commentary. So it's easier for me uh, just to, to throw in excerpts, snippets here, things like that. That's why I quite enjoyed our interaction at half time. Uh, I never really fully answered your uh, initial question. 
Have you done anything like this before? Well, in my workplace, I had gone up and down the country delivering sessions, uh, training sessions to several people, strangers that I'd never met. Although it was only about a dozen uh, to 20 people in a class, I'd still done that. And you've got to think on your feet and answer the question, even if you can't answer it at the time. So I've done that kind of thing, but uh, it's easier for me because I can prepare a lot of my work. Brian can't prepare what's going to happen on the field of play, and he's got to think. He can't afford the brain freeze. And I think sometimes that uh, I don't envy and don't want to fill that position, to be quite honest, having sat beside him and heard him heard do it very well, in my opinion. And, uh, you know, so... I, for me, it's, it is easier. But for Brian, it will become easier. Come, I'm going to call this season the the league campaign. I forget who wrote the 29 steps. This will be the 27 steps of our league campaign because it's the second shortest league campaign uh, since 75, 76 when they played the Spring Cup because there was only 26 13 home, 13 away games that season. So this is the, the second shortest uh, since probably uh, the war years and going way back, the, the league campaign. So 27 league matches and uh, uh, less at home than away, sadly. I just realised that the other day. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm enjoying it. At the moment, unless we've got a Scottish Cup draw, that's one one game down, another home, Betfred, and 13 league games. So I'd like to think that we, we, we had become reasonably acceptable uh, for most of the people come uh, by the time we get into double figures anyway. I think the interesting thing, Colin, was that, that four games hit us right at the one time. So, you know, we were went uh, Tuesday, Saturday, you know, Tuesday, uh, Tuesday, Saturday, and then a Wednesday. Uh, and that's that's sort of, you know, that that's quite quick fire. I think the fact that I, when I had a look at the fixtures there, you know, the next one at home for us is a week on Saturday. And then I don't think there's another one for a couple of weeks. I think I think as we get more opportunity to to spend a bit more time just getting things you know, absolutely spot on because, you know, teams uh, teams will have uh, players who, you know, they'll all have squad numbers. So the fact that, you know, I might have a week to study Peter Head's uh, squad numbers when the team sheet is then presented 45 minutes before kickoff, then, then I've at least got that knowledge of, of, of the players who are about to take the Take the field, and and for me, as the, you know, is is effectively the, the the commentator that that will make a huge difference. So you know, these, these are all things as 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 we're going on that, you know, there's there's little learnings every every game that we've played, and I think we've picked up in quite a lot of things as as we've we've gone on. So and there's there's no worse critic than 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 myself. So you know, I, I do look at what the comments are. Uh, I don't take them to heart, but I take them as they are, and and that's fair enough. Uh, but I can genuinely say that, 
you know, everything that, that we're doing, we're, we're doing with all the best intentions. And right, enough about you two. Well, uh, you've had a chance to see the, the team up close, so I mean, we've spoken for a while, but first, first impressions, what do you reckon of the team this year? John, you can go first. Are you, uh, are you enthused well, by, by, I, by who you've seen? I reckon if they hadn't shown the whole 90 minutes, I reckon that you could have put together a package of about 10 minutes where we looked all over the, the 90, that is, 10 minutes where we looked really, really good. Things that stuck out for me is a great balls in from, from Ewan O'Reilly, great ball into the box from uh, Sean Crichton, uh, a great shot from Gallagher, uh, and, and who else had a long-range shot that Parry had to save at the last minute. You know, the thing is, though, it all came after half-time. Uh, I thought that... Uh, I wasn't sure the way the the, the team would, would shape up because uh, I thought it might have been either the team that started uh, against Queen of the South or the team or Queen's Park because I think they were quite similar. Yeah, but I, I think that the you know the team was changed somewhat from that, and I don't know if it was. Uh, to complement the opposition at that point in time. I think there's a lot of very good players uh, and I, I think that uh, some of them just need to, uh, you know, just release themselves from the the tightness that they, they maybe feel at the beginning because in the second half, we I thought we played very, very well against a side who has now for the last... Uh, you know, they are where we used to be called uh, many, many years ago, the best part-time team. I don't even know if Aloha are part-time anymore, are they? But uh, they're, they're, they just say uh, the best uh, budgeted team or whatever. Uh, and they always used to say that, the Adrianians in the 70s, uh, you know, when they would sell players on and, you know, uh, and manage it and get a new player. Uh, the thing is, I, uh, I'm disappointed because I, I would have loved us to have got our first goal. I thought we merited a goal at least. And uh, there's a degree of disappointment as to the two goals lost in the comp competitive games. I think we approached the first half yes, last night a bit like the Queen of the South game. And because it brought a success... We went the same kind of path. But I, I think we'll definitely, in my opinion, uh, make the playoffs uh, without doubt, uh, you know, because they, they were, I was hearing on the radio down that uh, Partick Thistle were outstanding against St Mirren. Uh, but Falkirk, East Fife, ourselves, Montrose, I think that'll be the top five. I think, I think we'll shape up and get into the, the playoffs uh, this season uh, uh, with with comfort. Good. Brian, what you what have you thought of it so far? I think we've got a, a good squad. I think we've got a very talented bunch of players. I think what will happen is that some of them will uh, have purple patches and when they have the purple patches, others will drop out. I, I, I do think that there's, there's, there's combinations there uh, early, early, you know, early on, it was quite clear that, as always, uh, Crichton and Fasa, uh, for Dice looked looked absolutely rock solid. 
Uh, Josh Kerr and Sabatini looked particularly good uh, in, in midfield uh, and, and Kyle McDonald and uh, Craig Thompson looked really good down the right. But I, I don't, there's, there's nobody in the squad that I actually think does, uh, doesn't deserve to be there. I think we've had little flashes of Owen Stokes, certainly had little flashes of, of, of Thomas Robert. Uh, Leon McCann is as steady as ever. I, I think we've got a, and, and you know, apologies to any player that I haven't mentioned, but I do actually think we've got a, a, a good squad. Uh, with the injury to Ali Roy, uh, potentially that leaves us maybe slightly uh, a bit weaker up front, but Kyle Connell is now here, so we'll see how he shapes up. But, you know, I, I, I'm with John uh, on, on this and, and with no no every bias whatsoever and nobody's in, uh, in uh, you know, n- no influence. I genuinely think that we are uh, destined for a good season. Good. I'll finish by giving out some pats on the back because it doesn't happen too often. Uh, the Pixie Lot system, or a Pixie Lot as I like to call it, uh, get off to a slow start, obviously, but I'm just happy that I'm going to have some means of keeping in touch with, with games this year when we can't get into the, the stadium. I'd go further than that. I'd say, for me, uh, with you might hear baby number three in the background, I really struggle to get to games. Uh, and what I've been able to do in the, is subscribe for games and then just watch them when uh, I've got free time, which isn't always bang on three on a Saturday. So uh, I kind of hope that this stays as a, a, an option even when we're back, because it, it means that some people wouldn't need to, to miss games. For yourselves, even beaming the game onto the TV and putting the picture up quite big, although it's quite clear, I really struggle to tell uh, the players from each other, um, not to do with them being new or anything, just uh, I think watching it from that one angle is difficult. So I think the commentary adds loads. I think you've both been uh, very balanced and the, the feedback I've seen is massively positive. And what I do tend to think is when something goes well at the football club, People just don't really comment, but if anything goes wrong, they're quite happy to jump on it. So I think you should both be very proud for becoming football commentators in a period of about three, four weeks. So well done. Uh, more more power to you to, to keep us informed and updated throughout the season. Thank well, you. we'll do our best. That's all we can do. And uh, yeah. hopefully, you know, as I said, we we are growing into it. And, and as time goes on, you know, we, we'll we'll definitely get uh, we'll definitely get better as the season uh, comes on with the results. What will be interesting to see, you know, uh, any shimmers of uh, real bias. The closer you get to, particularly the the, the final quarter, uh, third of the season, I need to look at it as three thirds this season rather than quarters and things like that. You know, so I mean, it's. Uh, no, I just think once you start playing, once you've played so many matches and, and you're starting to look just uh, at the run-in, etc., uh, how we are coming across then, do we, do we start? Because I've heard other club sites and the two uh, Celtic and Rangers, uh, and, and there's more than the element of one-sidedness that they have shown, but we try to be balanced, but I think uh, as the season progresses and we are there or thereabouts, as they would say, just avoid the cliches, and that's what I'm doing. Oh, yeah, I, I, uh, I think the other thing is 
Colin, genuinely, you know, the club should also be congratulated uh, or, or thanked uh, because it's, it's you know, I'm, I, they've put a lot of work and a lot of effort into this and they're trying really, really hard to give the, the, the you know, the best coverage as, as, as they possibly can. And there are guys behind the scenes who are doing a really good job. So, you know, fair play yeah. to, to them. And, and we only play a very small part in that. 